0: Welcome in to the Back and Forth podcast. I'm your host, Stat Matt, joined alongside my co host, as always, Joey G. Plenty to get to here on the show, including UNLV Athletics has a big day today with UNLV football and UNLV men's basketball. And also, we'll, we'll look at a couple NFL games we're keeping our eye on for this weekend. But without further ado, let's get right into it. UNLV football plays their final game of the 2021 season, final home game of the 2021 season tonight against San Diego State. San Diego State comes in nationally ranked at number 23 in the country, I believe. 19. 19, ooh, even... <laughs> Depending on the poll, but <laughs> I, on ESPN, they're put as 19. Even better. Uh, Number 19, San Diego State comes in 9-1 and on the year, and uh, I mean, this game could go one of two ways, I guess. 9-2. and two. They're gonna be 9-2 and two
1: after tonight, Matt.
0: Joey's making a bold statement already, and we're only a minute into the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very big UNLV. has got 19 um, San Diego State right
1: over at Allegiant Stadium, and I think maybe not even a mile down the freeway there at T-Mobile Arena. UNLV has number four ranked Michigan at 930, so just an hour apart. So it's a very big night. Last week was a very big day for you, or uh, last Saturday was a very big day for UNLV Athletics. You had Cal and Hawaii. Uh, for both basketball and football, UNOV basketball and football both got the win, along with the Lady Rebels and along with UNLV volleyball. Uh, so UNLV athletics went four and zero that day, and they got another chance here to go to go two and zero. Definitely going to be a bigger test than you know UNLV football playing Hawaii and basketball playing Cal. who's probably one of the worst teams in the Pac-12, but nothing less. Uh, you know, nothing is impossible, and I think football is very capable of uh, pulling off the upset coming into tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I say that because I think UNLV football—they play good enough defense that keeps their offense within reach of right. putting up points on the board. And this is this is a San Diego State team that does not produce all that much offense. They they don't pass the ball all that much. Their running game's okay. It's nothing to be you know spectacular. They're great because of their defense. Yeah, their defense carries them much like UNLV. Though as of recent, the defense has been carrying a a brunt of the load for UNLV. Yeah, I mean, both these offenses are not something to be (laughs) amazed by. Let's put it that way. I mean, outside of Charles Williams for UNLV, and maybe on a good day, um, Lucas Johnson, the quarterback for San Diego State, maybe he's a you know on a good day you get a decent performance from him, being that he's a dual threat quarterback. But outside of that, this is going to, I think, be a very heavily defensive game. Snooze fest, and I I think it's one of those that. UNLV, um, because of their defense, I think they can stay within reach of San Diego State. I, I think they can stay within a possession. And as Joey mentioned earlier, I, I, I do think UNLV could very well be live to win this game. I, I think while UNLV can't make a bowl game, they don't have a whole lot left to play for. The one thing they do have to play for is the fact that they could pick up their third win in a row. They still play for a lot of pride. And you have a chance to really put a dent in San Diego State's resume um, when it comes to being selected for a bowl game.
1: And their chance to compete in the Mountain West Championship as well. Yeah,
0: you have San Diego State that is still trying to rack up wins and uh, rack up decent resume-building wins, if you will. I'm sure UNLV's going to be right at the top of that resume-building list. Um, all jokes aside, I, I think... Um, San Diego State, they have a lot more to lose tonight than UNLV. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see a more loose uh, Marcus Arroyo play calling when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Maybe he tries some new things uh, to put more points on the board. Because if you're UNLV, let's face it, you have nothing left to lose. Like no. you, you, So what? You lose the game. Like You've lost eight of them already this year. Like What's one more at this point? Yeah. So, um, I, I think UNLV, the pressure is off of them in a sense, but yet it's still kind of on them just because it is a home game. It's senior night. You want to come out, you want to have a good performance. Um, But if I'm Marcus Arroyo, I'm definitely exploring all options on both sides of the ball, whether it's becoming more creative with different sets on defense, maybe a different look when it comes to formations on the offense, just anything that that might throw San Diego State a little bit off guard, I'm willing to try it if I'm Marcus Arroyo. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna
1: go give a score prediction here. I'll go Rebels 17, Aztecs 14. I think this is a very uh, defensive, low-scoring football game uh, that UNLV just barely squeaks out. I like how UNLV matches up against San Diego State. Um, they've been, they have a lot of momentum on their side, and even a few of the players uh, this week in a few press conferences said, you know, that they want to send the seniors out on a high note. And uh, the way this team has just been playing as of lately, and the way we've seen them go toe to toe with a few other top 25 teams this season. Uh, kind of, you you can't rule them out going into this game, and there's a reason I feel like San Diego State is only, you know, quote, quote unquote only, but only an eleven point favorite. You know, you're a nine and one football team, nineteenth in the country, taking on a two and eight UNLV team. and You're only favored by eleven points. You know, there's a reason for that. Uh, because UNLV, for the most part this year, is six and or not six and two, eight and two. I want to say they're the reverse record uh, against the spread. So. Don't rule this team out yet. Uh, even if they don't win, I feel like they're going to play San Diego State really, really, really close tonight. Um, the past two weeks, the defense has looked amazing. They haven't even allowed over 20 points, 17 to New Mexico on the road, and then 13 to Hawaii at home. And arguably they could have held Hawaii to six maybe if they didn't blow the coverage right from the first play. Because after that, that defense was stellar. Hawaii could not move the ball right after that, That f- when they scored from the first play from scrimmage. And if Cameron Field didn't fumble the football there, uh, that also set him up. Excuse me. That also set him up for the field goal. Uh, so, I mean, arguably, Unovi you know, could have held Hawaii to three points going into that game if you really think about it. So, very impressed uh, with the way unovi you know, has been playing lately. They seem to have like a whole. They look completely different than they did the first eight weeks. I think uh, they seem to be. They 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 don't they're not playing for a bowl game, but it looks like they're playing. They're still playing for something, whether it's pride or or whatever. They're still trying to play for. They look like they have a lot of energy left in them. Uh, they've matured a lot through the season, so. I like the odds coming into tonight. I'm not sure how the crowd's gonna look because you're gonna have whoever was the genius that decided to play UNLV football the same night as they're gonna be playing Michigan right across, pretty much right across the freeway at T-Mobile Arena wasn't very smart, uh, but nothing less. I like their chances going into tonight, and I think they're all gonna to want to send the seniors out on a high note and obviously for themselves to close out the the home slate uh, for the 2021 season at Allegiant Stadium. You know what better way to end it again get the pineapple trophy back from Hawaii and then knock off a top 25 team and close out the year with two straight wins at home at Allegiant Stadium.
0: Yeah. Um, score prediction, I'm going go to go 20-17 to UNLV. Daniel Gutierrez, the senior kicker, walks it off for the Rebels on senior night. I, I think that's only fitting. Um, by the way, a guy that I think deserves to be looked at by some NFL teams, Daniel Gutierrez. He's, he's a great kicker. He's had a spectacular year. Um, he's had a great career at UNLV. I think a team should definitely take he's a look. He's a senior? In, yeah, ah, so, hitman hey Charles Williams. So uh, next year's rebels are looking real hot.
1: <laughs> I mean, they got they the receiving core and Cameron Fields all coming back. I like I like Kyle Williams and I like uh, um, forgot the other number four, Steve Jenkins. Steve Jenkins, Kyle Williams especially. I think Kyle, that's uh Charles Williams, his brother, I believe. Hmm. Um, so Kyle Williams, I think, is going to be a great player at UNLV if we can just get a solid passing game established, which I think we're doing a better job of doing. Um. Collins will be a, a future NFL
0: receiver, I think. We'll just have to not kick any extra points or field yeah, no. goals. Go for two. <laughs> Every time. Uh, but let's, let's look down the road to UNLV basketball, literally down the road from Allegiant Stadium to T-Mobile. Um, they're playing Michigan tonight. They come in to that game as I believe what well, was 14-point underdogs. It's now moved to 12. Um, UNLV – a very scrappy defense uh, they their defense keeps them in a lot of games and it keeps them uh within reach of a lot of teams uh i think michigan i mean they've had some of their early season slip-ups a little bit they i think they lost outright to i want to say it was seton hall yeah um and th- this is a michigan team that i get their number four that doesn't mean they're necessarily invincible i think unlv if they play hard enough defense they could keep this game interesting, and especially being a ten-minute drive from where they play at the Thomas and Mack Center. I think if if you're a UNLV fan, and now I get it, it's it's tough for tonight because you've got football and basketball basically going on at the same time. And um, again, the reason why football couldn't have been flexed over to Saturday is beyond me. But... Or Thursday? Why could they? Because I, there's been senior
1: nights on Thursday too. So. Yeah, they could play Thursday. Because I don't think they can't play Saturday because the Raiders would throw a tantrum over it because they got to roll in the field and all that. So that's why even Saturday's game, they had to play at 1, and the, it was because the Sunday game was a Sunday night game. So if it was a Saturday night game with the Raiders at 1 p.m. the next day, they would have thrown a tantrum over We're it. Or
0: just make it a a another 1 o'clock game for the uh, Rebels on right. Saturday. Um, you could have done that. But beside the point, I, I think UNLV comes into this game and – they're going to be one of these dogs in college basketball that surprises a lot of these teams. We've seen an uptick of some of these smaller schools that go up and play some of these bigger bigger schools, and they give them a good game. They, they keep it close. Some of them even win outright. UNLV may very well win this game if they can play solid enough defense and they can convert on a lot of their chances. If UNLV wants to win this game, they're going to have to score the ball, though. They're going to have to take high-percentage shots. They're going to have to have really solid defense for pretty much the entire 40 minutes uh, because if you make even the slightest of mistakes against a team like Michigan, they will definitely make you pay in a big way. Um, I, I think a guy like Roy Sam, Bryce Hamilton, if those guys can lead the way as they've done the, the first three games here for UNLV, I, I think the Rebels are for sure in this game and maybe get lucky enough to even win it. I'm gonna go,
1: I think Michigan still gets the best, I mean, I think UNLV has a, if they're going to beat a top 25 team, I think this is the team they, they knock off. This is a 9.30 p.m. start. For Michigan, this is a 12.30 a.m. game. Uh, they've gone nearly across the country to Las Vegas to play at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, they're coming off a very sloppy loss, so we don't know how they're going to react to that again on top of the 12.30 a.m. start for them. Um, and, I mean, you have, you have film now on how Uh, Seton Hall was able to do it and how they were able to beat them on the road in their own building So now this being a neutral site I mean if you're Kevin Kruger, you have plenty of film on how to knock this team off or how to stay within Within range of them. So if they're going to knock off a top 25 team this year This is going to be the team to do it. Do I think they pull it off tonight? Unfortunately, no, I have not seen Defensively, I have no doubt in them, but on the offensive side of the ball I have not seen enough for them to really keep pace with Michigan. I guess um, and to be able to put up at least 70. I feel like you got to put up at least 70 if you want to get the, a win against Michigan, which I don't think they're going to get close to tonight. If I had to give a score prediction, I'm going to go 54-62, somewhere around that range. Michigan wins by 8 or 9 points. Maybe UNLV gets within 7, but I think UNLV hangs around. And uh, if they can do that and they can stay within 10 points or at least even cover tonight, you know, I hate to be the moral victory dude, but I think UNLV should kind of Pat themselves on the back for that. Uh, with you know the fourth game of the season, being able to go toe to toe with the top top five team in the country, and if they can win the uh, the third place game, which is either going to be against Wichita or Arizona, and anticipate it'll be Wichita State, um, and at least come out of this one and one. You beat Wichita State, you go toe to toe with Michigan. Uh, I feel like they'd have a solid amount of momentum going into the UCLA game, which is another game I don't think they'll win. But uh, just I mean, at least you're not going in four and two because I don't think they'll struggle against Whittier College. So uh but i i think the rebels will hang around tonight it'll be an eight nine point game uh michigan will will best them unfortunately but you know like i said you know he hangs around with 10 points i think that should be uh somewhat of a moral victory for them you know because this is the first year head coach these are 12 13 new guys on the roster and for the fourth game of the year and you can hang around with michigan uh, i think that's pretty impressive and also this is just Kind of helps get yourself ready for conference play because that's what really matters at the end of the day. They have to, they have to at least finish top three within the conference, and they need to, they need to make another run in the Mountain West Conference Championship. And I feel like these games will prepare them for that because I mean, yeah. if you can go toe to toe with Michigan, you can go toe to toe with UCLA, SMU, uh, you shouldn't have any issues with San Jose Air Force, Fresno, and all these other schools.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely at least hoping for a, com- a close competitive game for UNLV. Um, I, unfortunately, will be over at football tonight, so I'll I'll miss uh, UNLV Michigan, but I will try and make up for that on Sunday uh, going to see whoever Michigan plays um, in whatever game they go to. Um, We imagine probably the championship game, but, you know, if UNLV pulls off the surprise, we're talking about the Rebels in the championship game. So, um, in any case, I will be at T-Mobile on Sunday to... Watch that, and probably have lots to talk about on the radio show coming up on Monday. But before we get on, ha- get on out of here. We have we got to go back to Allegiant Stadium. Now. We do. We we got to you know make the little U turn. <laughs> I know making U turn on Las Vegas Boulevard gets a little bit scary, but yeah, um, make the U turn right back down the freeway to Allegiant Stadium, uh, where we have the Cincinnati Bengals coming into town to play the Raiders, and th- this is a game that man, if you're a Raiders fan, you got to get a win here. I mean. You can't drop three in a row, I think. It, I, I just don't know how you could drop three in a row and have any faith or hope for the playoffs. This this feels like a must-win game, really on both sides. I think if you're the Bengals, you're also playing to keep pacing your own division right. with teams such as Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh even, who has pulled off some impressive wins this season, or at least some wins that maybe people didn't expect Pittsburgh to get. Uh, they hung, They hung tough, and... Yes, Pittsburgh even has a tie, so there you go. Not at all. I don't know how much that's going to be. Got the perfect resume. That's right, and uh, I, I just think if you're if you're Las Vegas, the 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 offense has to look a lot better for the Raiders. It cannot keep looking like how it was looking against the Giants, even and especially against the Chiefs, where you only put together two touchdown drives and you make a, a handful of mistakes along the way. I mean, Derek Carr had interceptions in both those games. He had, I think, three interceptions among, amongst those two games. Uh, you had a costly fumble from Deshaun Jackson in the Chiefs game. Uh, a plethora of mistakes for the Raiders, and I think it's going to start by cleaning up a lot of those mistakes. And if they can clean up a lot of those mistakes, I think we're naturally going to see more points scored. But um, the, the less amount of points that are scored by this team... Um, i think that just puts a lot more pressure down on the raiders defense who has been improved from last season granted there's still probably a lot of uh room for improvement but c- compared to where this unit was last year this is an improved u- uh defensive unit for the raiders and y- as an offense you have to be able to give them some backing uh by putting some putting together some decent drives you know putting together two three uh touchdown drives a game uh you know two or three field goal drives a game and Um, really giving your defense that offensive boost that they need yeah Um, I don't have much faith in the Raiders for the rest of the season
1: uh, given everything that's happened off the field with them and their uh, their famous midseason collapse which already seems to be happening sitting at 0-2 of their last two games Uh, I don't think they can keep pace with with Joe Burrow um, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and I don't think the Bengals defense has been all that terrible this year and looking and seeing how the Raiders played last week Uh, without having Henry Ruggs, and Darren Waller kind of continues to struggle. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to see from this team this week, but if it's going to be what we saw the last two weeks, uh, I can't put a lot of faith in them winning this football game. I agree with Matt that this is a must-win football game for them because you have Dallas right after that going into Thanksgiving, and I don't think anyone really has a lot of faith in the Raiders to win that game on the road, considering the Cowboys are sitting at 7-2, 8-2 right now. Um, Yeah, it's just not going to happen, so... This is a must-win for them. Do I think they pull it off? No. I think this is another, another game that kind of gets out of hand for them. I'm gonna go 31-17, somewhere around that range. Uh, Cincinnati gets it by two touchdowns, uh, but I don't, ex- I don't expect the Raiders to really keep pace with with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow because I feel like the Raiders, I mean, excuse me, the Bengals can if they can establish a run game early and start to tire out that Raiders defense, uh, it'll make their job a whole lot easier and. Um, again, I have not seen just a whole lot from the Raiders offense the past two weeks to where I think they can keep pace or where they can stay in this football game. Um, and also, even if the, if the bangles don't establish that run game early, the Raiders offense is very, you know, they could have a lot of three and out possessions this game. And that's just kind of also going to tear, uh, excuse me, tire down the defense as well. So, uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati here. The, the, the Raiders are well on their way, I think to losing four straight games. Cause after that you have Dallas. So I don't know what happens after that, but they have, I don't know what I don't know what goes on midseason with this team every single year but something happens so they're they're well on their way to losing four straight games in my opinion I hope I'm wrong they're in Vegas you know I'm not rooting against them by any means but um yeah I don't I don't see them pulling off this one
0: I'm gonna go Raiders 24 21 I think something tells me that this team first off they're probably tired of hearing all the headlines about oh you've lost the last two. Got embarrassed on Sunday night.
1: Those headlines happen every year and that doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to wake him up. You'll get the like Derek Carr motivational speech that you fall asleep halfway through and then <laughs> you know, you wake up and then they you look at the scoreboard and they're like, Oh, they're losing. Okay. So yeah. Joey I mean, the
0: big uh, Derek Carr guy I'm, here. Big I'm sure he's
1: a great guy. He's not a franchise quarterback, and I get so sick of his like little motivational sp- like last year when they lost to the Dolphins, that kind of ended their season and he gave like he was giving some whole speech in the press conference room. I was just I was just shaking my head in disgust. I was like, what is this guy rambling on about? No Raider fan is getting excited and like happy to hear this. They want to see you win games. And you're sitting there like excusing a loss at home to the Dolphins. And you're 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 going through how much you love all these players. Like, just shut up. Just shut up. That's, <laughs> I sound like a complete ass, but I just I just hate when I just hate when he does that. It's just it's just like so corny the way he puts it together. And again, I sound like a complete ass. I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but just when he does that. So we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for them. I don't want them to lose, but just how they've been playing lately and what, seem, what seems to happen every single season, I just don't have a lot of faith in them right now.
0: Definitely have to wait and see. And a team that we had mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Kansas City and the Dallas Cowboys, they play this weekend as well in Kansas City. And... Man, this feels like one. I think we're going to see a lot of scoring, and two, this feels like a really good game. Like, this this is probably a top five games of the year. I think if you had to rank, you know, the best games that you see during the season, this would be probably in that top five. I I think this is a a Dallas team that is still playing, you know, obviously they want to keep their lead pretty extended in the NFC East for the division. Uh, you are playing for a top seed in the NFC and you're going up against a Kansas City team that may have just found their footing and starting to right the ship a little bit after they, they had a little bit of a, I guess, beginning of the season woes, if you will, for Kansas City. They were kind of hit or miss, but now it seems like they're a lot more hit. hit I think just they are to be missed. humbled. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think this could be a really, really good game. If I had to give an edge, I would probably say at Dallas, I've seen a little bit more consistency out of Dallas as of this season as a whole. Um, Kansas City, th- you always run into that possibility that they could just have a dud of a game. They've had a few of those this year where uh, you expect them to put on a good performance and for whatever reason, they just aren't clicking or the offense doesn't look right. And a lot of, that t- a lot of those times, it's actually at home that they, they do that. For whatever reason, it seems like Kansas City plays a little bit better on the road than they do at home. And Dallas hasn't been a bad road team either. They, I believe, went into Foxborough and beat the Patriots outright. Um, They've went toe-to-toe with the Buccaneers to start the season. I mean, this is a very capable Dallas team, and I I think I would probably give them the slight edge, but I, I don't think they win by more than a field goal. I think either team, no matter who wins, it's a field goal game one way or the other.
1: Right, Um I'm mostly in ingredients here with Matt. I think this will be a really good football game. If I had to give the edge, though, I think I'd go the other way and give it to Kansas City. This team is red hot right now. They're coming off, I think, three straight wins. This is going to be a home game for them at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, it's a very tough place to play, obviously. Um, yeah, I think I think Kansas City. Again, this is going to be a really close. I think this will be very similar to the Buccaneers and Cowboys game. It will kind of just be back and forth a lot. Dallas will kind of have a lead going into the final three minutes. They're going to give Patrick Mahomes the ball with – Three, two minutes left, which is just a mistake, and then uh, he's gonna be able to get him down the field, and they get a field goal uh, or something along those lines happen. But this will be a really great football game, I think. This will be one of the better games this season, or at least out of this Sunday slate. Uh, you have two great quarterbacks, two teams that are kind of, you know, found their footing and are and are pretty red hot right now. I mean, Dallas winning eight out of their last nine games, and Kansas City on a three-game winning streak. So nothing less. This will be a great game to watch, but i'd have to give kansas city the slight edge either like like matt said i don't think it's more than a field goal it's three or one to three point win uh for either team but i'd probably have to give that edge to the chiefs you know red hot coming into a home game here i don't see how they lose this game and now they kind of have control their division and i think they understand that and they don't want to let off the gas pedal because if you get this win, then you kind of start not largely separating yourself but you start making that separation the Raiders drop it this week and the, and the Chiefs, or excuse me, not the Chiefs, the Chargers drop it this week, then I think you have a two-game lead uh, going into it. So I think you want to just start stacking up these wins now.
0: Definitely have to wait and see. I'm excited for that game. It uh, will definitely be interesting to watch. Um, and we will have plenty to break down on Monday's edition of the Back and Forth Radio Show. Almost a podcast, but I caught myself there. Back and Forth Radio Show, that's 6 to 7 p.m. on the Rebel HD2. You can hear that uh, by downloading the mobile app. And we will talk to you guys more on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. And as always, let's go UNLV. And we will talk to you guys on Monday.